0: It's January thirty first, two thousand eighteen. Today, the guys have a jam packed show, talking to Stan Mitchell about Ski Jordu twenty eighteen, and later they catch up with Canadian bullfighter legend Scott Byrne. It's Cowboy Shit with Ten see brought to you by Everything Cowboy.
1: Coming to you live from the Everything Cowboy World Headquarters, Station M, Northwest Calgary, sweet Albert one forty five, Sunny Calgary. It's kind of. where cool. the weather is a balmy plus three today. Pretty nice. Look, the sun was shining. Birds were singing. Chirping. Birds were chirping. <laughs> Not really. They don't really do it in the winter. Bunnies were running around. Yeah, and the squirrels? squirrels. Man, I literally seen the fattest squirrel in the whole world. Really? At school the other day. What was he up to? Just I don't know. Like, he's stuff? massive. Like, he was huge. Like, he was just, like, probably a, a 30-pound squirrel. 30. 30 come on. Okay, 30-pound okay. squirrel? Maybe, like, a 10-pounder. Dang. He was huge. He was thick. Like, if you were... A thirty-pound scenario. Squirrel. If you were like stuck living in the woods, <laughs> like that's the first—that's the first squirrel you'd want to catch because he couldn't travel. get away fast and enough. He's huge. First off. Like you could survive for three days in the woods and by yourself, off one like survivor man style. One like you squirrel. could, yeah. Oh, like what you can like make? Yeah, you, you could do it. Make a sure. squirrel Easy. hat. Yeah. Ab- no afterwards. Hat. afterwards, you can make one. That's true. Yeah. After you eat them. Oh man. Have some squirrel eggs for supper. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Tasty. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay. This is this is already episode number five, our third one for January. Doing it, doing it. this podcast stuff, we're like getting amongst yeah, it, we're doing getting it. after it. Yeah, cowboy it's shit. Been good. It's crazy how fast Januarys went by already. It's it insane. is like it's really. Gone it's by been a really, pretty really, really good fast. January. Hey, Like yeah, some Januarys get to be pretty damn long, but this one's been it's pretty good. good. Yeah, we've been lots of fun stuff happening. Yeah, yeah, lots for, of fun stuff coming up. Some stuff's happening. True. Highlight of January for Wacy. What was it? The Hannah Cowboy Tournament, Duh. by far. That was a That was a loaded question. I knew the answer. Yeah, no, that was literally one of the things I look forward to every year it was such a good weekend. Good group of guys. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. Good hockeying. Hockey, good times. Hannah, great place. It came out on the right end of things, I would say. It was a Nickelback-only weekend. Yeah, we actually had thought that Nickelback was going to be playing the Cabaret, but well, we were, we were very wacy. wrong. Just Wacey. He didn't realize. I think I tricked him. I do love me some Nickelback. Just yeah. like soft Nickelback though. The hard stuff isn't quite my favorite. I like the soft Nickelback. But well, literally had a playlist at the hockey tournament that was st- strictly Nickelback. Like that yeah. was that was the only thing in the tournament. Like I, I f- in the dressing room, I felt like I was like in a like a Nickelback torture chamber. It wasn't that bad? It was pretty bad. It was, it was pretty bad. I freaking love Nickelback. Man. It was pretty bad. But we had a great time. Yeah, it was really good. What did we do? I went up there with Dustin, you went up there with Prestige. Yeah. Uh, there meant, was supposed converged. to be somebody else. Oh, a couple of us. We would never panned out. We had yeah, a couple other guys. Yeah, we we ended up with a with a decent squad though. Yeah. I mean, compared yeah. to some other teams that had like three lines and six D in that <laughs> tournament. Yeah, but. guys used to play in the NHL. Yeah. Yeah. One was, team had, the team that won, was it Okotoks? They won, right? No, they lost. Oh, yeah. They lost, and they had Curtis. Chris Cross, Cross. yeah. And but they lost. The team they played had like three full lines of guys yeah. who all played senior hockey. One guy played yeah. in the NHL, and they just yeah. tried like their hard. I've literally never played against a team that's tried that hard. They tried really hard. Like for a full 60, too. It was insane. Yeah. It, was a, it was, yeah, two 30-minute halves. yeah <laughs> And they tried the entire minutes. time. Was it 35 minutes? 30, I think. Oh. Two thirties. Okay. Stop time in the last five minutes. Yeah, yeah that's right. Either way. But still. it was like, those guys were, f- it was horse shit. It was a tough game. I could say bad words right there. But oh, like, they were, I they really were didn't like her. playing those guys. The only guy I, I like playing on the other team was Gator, the goalie. And we got like. The maybe, Gator. I mean, we The no. Gator returns in <laughs> Hannah. <laughs> we maybe got six shots on him all afternoon. Oh, we didn't get any shots. I don't think I shot him at all. Oh, they were like, we had. Well, only we, shots scored, I got. we scored on him. We scored on him. Oh once, we, got, we got a goal, we? yeah. No, we didn't score. Maybe Jack scored. No, didn't Devin score that one? Oh, he might have five. I don't know. Either way, we scored on him. Yeah, we got one goal on the board. We got First a goal. goal of the game, too. We were up. We the only game. shot that I got on him was the icing, I think. <laughs> I mean, that's hey, all I did that day was just get well, the puck tough out of our got end. Three guys. They got they did like run like a oh, three man four check too. Oh, it's insane. It was bad. Yeah, it was good. But but so be final champions. <laughs> On top. Champs! It was good. We rose from the ashes. We were down four buzz in the first. It was, it was 10 pretty bad. Game. <laughs> I was not feeling great that morning. What do you call that? The hangover. The hangover lead. We got down by a couple. Oh yeah, yeah. I was like, it was like I was getting dressed, and I was like, ah, you know what? I actually don't feel that bad. Yeah. Got On the ice for warm ups, like this is not going to be good. And yeah. Then, and it wasn't. It was tough. Like I couldn't. No rebound control. It was got no bounces going my way. It was just yeah. you know one of those tough. It games. was pretty rough. But reined her in. Came back six five win for the boys. Yeah. Good game, It's a huge game, really yeah. good game. Yeah, so B finals champs. What about you? January highlight? Well, duh, hockey. Hannah can't take ass. To be telling different. Uh, well, it can't be because that was it. <laughs> and last that's episode fair. we already talked about Whistler. So great. Right, I guess yeah, no, that's yeah. fair. It was good. That's Hannah, that's easily the, that's easily the best part of January. Easily because January can easily be like a highlight. gloomy. You know, it's like a gloomy month after the holidays. It's and Terrible. Could it be a terrible time. Yeah. yeah. So what about yeah. t- what's coming up, Teddy? Uh, well, actually, we got to talk about what's coming up on the show today. Yeah, really, big show, really big show. Really big show. We're gonna talk to Sam Mitchell mm. from Ski Jor 2018. Nice lady. Ski Jour Canada, the Alberta Ski Jour Society. Yeah, so that's what's gonna come up on the show today. We're gonna talk uh we're gonna talk Ski Jor 2018. It's mm. up on this Saturday, mm-hmm. February 5th. Oh, baby. We're gonna talk Canadian Cowboy Ski Race. Oh, March twenty fifth. Then we got uh the Monster Energy Tour for it's the back. PBR in Canada. It's back. It is back. We got two events on the in schedule so way. far. Back in a big way. Big way. We've got uh we've got Calgary Stop March twenty fourth, the day before the ski race, two Damn. days after the Calgary Stampede Tarp auction. Then we got to mm. Quebec City, Quebec. Quebec. Oh oui, oui, monsieur. allez vous à Quebec. Uh, what is our Toro? I don't know. That's bull riding in French. How do you how do you know these things? I took French immersion for a while. That's the show today. That's it. Big show. Uh, big show. That's what's gonna happen. Welcome to the big show. Welcome to the big show. Dinner, dinner. One of our guests just showed up for the show. Hello. Hello. Good day, mate. Taylor. Let's G'day. get on. Good day. Let's get on the beers. Oh, I got wine. I'm not. She brought wine. Yeah, let's have I'm the not wine. I getting on the vino. Keep that away from me. You I'm doing got, it. I got two flavors, though. No, no. Oh, dear. Oh, after, oh, dear. After Thursday at the Crowchild Classic, I was hurting bad. Ugh. Go, are we going to go white or red? We got Wayner. Wanye. Old Wanye in the Hi. house. Warnier and Wild Boys Red. Because Teddy boys. is a wild boy. Wild boy. <laughs> it was Juanier's birthday the other day. Birthday, which is which? What kind of? What kind of? Uh, what kind of uh, Okanagan, uh, the huh? the Great White. The Great White. Okanagan it should Valley. be called the Great One. That's what I call it. If yeah. I was Juan, It should be I'd the like, Great White. It should be the Great One. Great One. Or the Great Juan, like instead of White, it'd be like, like W A Juan, like J A U N, the Great Juan. It doesn't say what kind it is. Isn't there like a kind? Is it a it's is it a blend. is it a rosé? Oh, it's a blend. No, rosés aren't white. <laughs> <laughs> is, is it a merlot? good try? <laughs> is it a it a merlot? Is <laughs> it a merlot? It's not a merlot. <laughs> is it a? We do have wine glasses. Is it a Casablanca? Casablanca? Casablanca! <laughs> what is the Wild Boys one? Uh, I don't know. Is it BC style I'm a, too? I'm a Wild Boy. Wild Boys, o- Okanagan Valley. <laughs> yeah, bitch. Yeah, bitch. Come and <laughs> <please>. Oh. <laughs> I'm a wild boy. I'm, I'm a wild boy. No, don't bring no, me a glass. It's, it's not an option. Do it. Do it, Wacy. Okay. Do it. Yes. Oh. Press my rubber arm. <laughs> what's easy? What's what, better? What color do you want? Oh. I, I'll have the rosé. <laughs> he wants <laughs> the red. <laughs> <laughs> <You can laughs> I, give, him, uh, give him the white kind. Hey, you want a funny oh, story? What's better, white or red? Well, this what you're into. You pick. You pick. Let's Just us the
2: white one first because we don't need a...
1: Yeah, we have one of those though. We're pretty fancy. I have like like a that funny one. wine story for you. Wacey Wacy's wine story. It's a, so this is wine Monday. we're at the uh Flames home opener there. Yeah. And we after the game we all head over to the to national. Yeah. And it's on tenth and it's back. Like the line is so long. Super long lines. But if I you know think what the, waited in line. If you know the secret Passage behind in the bourbon room. Oh, like I do. Secret passageway in the passageway. national. Yeah, so you go around back and the door. It lets you in the bourbon room, but you yeah. like you have to dig like another way into the bar. But you have to stay up there and buy some drinks. Yeah. So I bought a couple of bottles of wine. You bought him bottles of wine. A Couple. It was like Jeez. it ended up being like it was only like sixty bucks. You didn't like, mess around. Well, that was partying. And then next thing I know. I'm like, I have like a red and a white. And I'm just mixing them together. Like, oh, you guys want some rosé? <laughs> <laughs> just pour them in, pour into everybody's glasses. Because I, I literally don't know anything about wine. Like, this no is be like the fourth glass of wine I've had in my life. And I'm holding on to It's right pretty now. good. Wannier well, makes some pretty good wine. It's pretty hard. I just, pick a big, I just took a big swish right there. Tastes like apples. It's actually not made of apples, though. Grapes. It's made Ra- of grapes. Apricots. Grapes. Apricot wine? No, grapes. It scrapes, actually. Dakota Butter got up to number 10 in the PBR world standings. He's been hot. He had three uh, top 10 finishes in a row between New York, Chicago, and Oklahoma City. He's been riding awesome. He was leading both events going into the short round mm-hmm. in both Oklahoma City and Chicago. But Chicago didn't get, get on the short round. We talked about we would have talked about that. So he but failed the test. failed the concussion test. Yeah, we yeah. did talk about that. But then Oklahoma City, the next week, he goes back and he's winning the event going into the short round and bucks off at 6.93 seconds just misses winning uh, another event good ride there he would have had to be like 94 yeah. though yeah he he but he would have finished top three yeah yeah way. and you still finished i still think you fourth. finished fifth fourth? fourth i think fourth yeah you right still yeah. still did very well so with that good does that event. so by not riding your short round bull like short round bull would that cut into this how much money he would make like, if you would have rode that bull, would you have got more money? Oh, for sure, yeah. Right. Because he would have won more on the average, and he would have won some in the round too. How would Stetson's ride on Cochi's on that good event? bull ride? My God, good bull ride on that big gray bastard. It fires me up. Yeah, that was a good bull ride, and then and then Dirt Eater wins. It was cool that Ryan won his hometown on event on Bruiser. On Bruiser, yeah, and he picked Bruiser that could got like Dakota passed up Bruiser. Whereas maybe next time he might want to pick that bull, I guess. Hey, but. Depends yeah, what he wants. It's though. tough, yeah, because like I don't really, I wouldn't say know all the circle bowls that well, but I mean, yeah, maybe he thought he could. Well, he's been riding really good into his hand, so he put yeah. the bullet went into his hand, and that bullet got got kind of long on him at the end there. Yeah, that's true. But, that's okay. He yeah. did, he did well, and he's been doing good. And this last week in uh, Sacramento didn't have the weekend he wanted. Tanner burned, rode one for three, and Tanner actually is down at crunch time now. He's got heat one event on. left. The heat is on. Yeah, he's got Anaheim this weekend to uh, make it up and get back on tour. Otherwise, that's the last one he won too. Hey. Uh, no, he won uh, Duluth after right. Anaheim, didn't he? Right. Or no, and maybe he won Duluth before Anaheim. I forget now. I think Anaheim was it, the second one. Yeah, because his two wins were like close together. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. so he won Duluth first, and then won Anaheim after. Mm-hmm. So he's been Tanner's been in California for like a week already now mm-hmm. because he went down there and watched his friend Josh Good Manson friend. play uh, play hockey for the Ducks. Josh Manson, number forty two for the mm-hmm. Anaheim Ducks, defense man. I hate the Ducks. Well, you used to like them. That was like said so last was, night you used to like the Ducks. Yeah, That was when they that was when they had Paul Korea team of Solani back in yeah. the good. Geez. Gee Bear was their goaltender. Backs. Well, he was the guy that had like the flat mask with like the little like hang down like thing, no. wasn't he? Or that was Urbay. Yeah, that's artist Different guy. That's Carolina. Different guy. guy. Okay. Yeah. Okay, different guy. So Tanner's got one event left. Anaheim. Tune in in two weeks to figure to out. Figure what out if he did it or not. <laughs> or just look at all his forms of social media. Yeah, because we're not talking results. We're gonna we're talking ideas. What's your uh what is your hot take hot t- yeah. hot take sure i'll Let's give you a hot take on what on that on tanner tanner's last event i think he's gonna have last to bring bring it i mean he's he's showing like even this year that he's kind of getting back to form and yeah. getting back to where he wants to be so he's just i think if he just goes in there and that don't put like the pressure on yourself like oh this is my last event i gotta stay on yeah he just rolls in there has some fun like he knows how to do and gets the job done i think he's gonna be fine either way yeah it's going, to, it's going to boil down to he's going to have to go back to some events, like back to the Velocity Tour events no matter what, I think, just at this point. Because the cut's not for two more weeks, isn't it? Or for two more events? Uh, this is the fifth one of the season. Then uh, the next week will be the sixth one. So the eighth is the cut, right? Yeah, there's still three more. So, so he's, he's gonna he, either way, he's, he's going to be off the tour for the next few weeks. You think so? If he wins this week, weekend, though, he's on. Is he on? Is that how it works? Well, because it's after five, then it goes to this year's standings. Oh, I thought the first eight was off of no, it's five. Okay. It's okay. The top thirty well, guys then. get the top thirty guys get eight events, and top thirty-five get five. I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there is. So if he gets into the, the top chance. spots, he could still be there. And then uh, by the time the eighth event rolls around, we're already talking. We're already back to Lethbridge. We got T P Creek uh, right after that, and then we got Calgary. Calgary. Yeah which is a monster event where it's going to award 120 points this yeah, year. So there's lots of points. I think, uh, like I said, if he just goes in there with the attitude of just have fun and don't put, like, yeah. the biggest thing is not putting the pressure on yourself. Like yeah. we've all been there. You go into something like, Oh, I need, I need to get this done. Yeah. And you put the way more pressure and just doesn't come out as good as you want it to do. So I think yeah. if he just goes in there with, have some fun and yeah. gets his bulls out, he's going to be in a good spot in my reigns out. That's true. I, we all seem doing good. Tana, I think the Tanner burn we know is back too. Yeah, that's what I—that's what I was kind of yeah. alluding to. Like you, you see him, like he's riding a lot looser, and yeah, seems like he's having some fun again. So yeah, I agree. More PBR news. Jordan Hansen actually went to—he went to Chicago, but he didn't go to Oklahoma City, no. and he didn't go to Sacramento. He's number sixty seventh or so in the PBR standings right now, but he's up to number fifty eight in the PRCA. He hasn't gone to many rodeos, but he just won a bull riding the other night in Rapid City. Actually. The Extreme bulls. Yeah, the X bulls, and. Speaking of Expos, we've got two events coming up in Canada, Red Deer on the uh, 17th and then Clareson on the 24th. So we've got a couple Expos Canada, which is going to help a guy like Jordan get back to NFR next year. Yeah, of course. Or this year. Be big. Do you yeah. think this was that? Is that going to attract some more American guys up here? There's so many bull riders to go to in the states. It's not going to get any more American. Is, is, that, the, it, is that the goal? Is that the goal though? Like, is that what they're like doing by getting these extreme bulls? Like, they want no. It's them. for the Canadian guys. Right, right. We don't want. It, we don't need any American right. guys. Right. Up that's, here. that's fair. I think it's. I honestly think it's for. It's for the Canadian guys. Give them more Which chance. is great. We haven't had a Canadian blowout to make the NFR, in how long till Jordan Since did last Jordan year? Did it, yeah. And now these events are giving those guys opportunity to get back there, which yeah. is awesome, I think. Well, we got the caliber of guys; we got yeah. more than enough guys who can make like hang with those dudes down there. Exactly. What they well, we proved it at the Global Cup, anyways, yeah. right? So. And but our guys, some of them don't travel a bunch. Like, no, no offense, but there's there's tons of bulls to get on in Canada, yeah. just like it is with the states. If we put on the events that let those guys get there, and so what? We already have a ton of PBR events in Canada. Yeah, that's like, awesome. We have tons of PBR events. We got. So now we can have tons of PRCA bull ridings. It's mm-hmm. great, I think. Mm-hmm. Counts for the CFR in Red Deer. Now I guess we talked about that last episode. That was the episode. That was the entire episode. And then, but yeah, we've got. It helps our guys. We don't. It doesn't. I don't think the American thing really. You know, no. With all due respect to American friends, like it's more of a Canadian. No, I guess what I what I was getting at with that is like the big name guys. Like you're not going to yeah, get I those know. guys. They already got enough just to, to help, help sell. To sell down but there. yeah, it's it's not the same yeah. as it used to be. Anyways, like with you, with those big American guys, like. Yeah. There's your JV Moody's and stuff, but that's what the PBR. So, yeah. I mean, we got our yeah, and Kimzie and- Kimsey like he comes to Klondike days. Yeah. And then what else did he come to Pinoca last year? Even Pinoca and Calgary. Yeah. Yeah. So he went to like two CPR rodeos. Yeah. His count was two for the longest time. So that's what he did. He went to the, went to Pinoca, turned out Airdrie and went to Kings. Klondike days. Yeah. yeah. And won it. What did you doing? Did he win it? Tim was second or Tim Yeah. He got it? second. No. Yeah. Cage stage won it. Tim got second. Tim got second. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so also in the PRCA, we've got uh, Luke Creasy's number seven in the bareback riding. Nice. This is as close for getting to standings and results, but we should, you know, the boys are doing good. For the, yeah, Try for those guys, for those guys that aren't, that don't look at the standings, though, so, you know, people might not like this is your update right now. Team Canada update. Team Canada PRC update. Brought to you by the wine. Da-na-na, da-na-na. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, Luke Creasy number seven in the world. There was an interesting thing actually talking about Luke, where Boyd Paul Hamus. Said chirped he was him. like, did he chirp him? Chirped him, yeah. He said he was like this cowboy's made of glass, Aye. and put it. And then Luke said it, something on Facebook, and then it was like this big like thing. I think it got all deleted now, but it was well, quite yeah. the saga for a while. I hope, I hope Luke can shove it in his face show up to prove him wrong and like yeah stay healthy. Yeah, like, exactly. He's had his fair share of injuries, but I, he's bound to have a year where you're healthy and going. And I think so. I hope that he does that and shove, be able yeah. to shove it in his face. He's but more I mean, than talented to be. How, be about, that for, how about that for uh, for motivation though, hey? Oh, man, that would like, light a fire into me like no other. Oh, hell yeah. Like I don't I don't think it's a – I really don't think it's a super bad thing. Like I think it's a little bit disrespectful, but I think like that's part of what is freaking wrong with our sport is that one little comment like that and it's like a big freaking war – and I like I, I get Luke like sure you called him out on it and great like have that conversation stand up for yourself, yeah. Up for yourself. yeah but like we got to be able to have a little bit of freaking controversy yeah. and like people can share their opinions and maybe Boyd shouldn't have said he's made of glass like well and I've seen this cowboy you know do whatever like so what like it's well just the best a, thing that Luke can do is just make him eat his words exactly like, just prove him wrong yeah prove him wrong like mm-hmm. yeah Luke like he kind of has something to go on because you haven't made the finals yet like no offense like you yeah. haven't made it yet yeah. you know you've been hurt a couple times like. There you go. Go prove him wrong. Yeah, yeah. Show us exactly. Speaking of a guy, speaking of a guy coming back from injury, Clint Lay, number eleven in those world standings goal. right now. Yeah, yeah. Tough goal. had some trouble with his neck, I want to say, and yeah. some concussion issues, and maybe some rib Sh- stuff too. Didn't he mess his shoulder out at Hellrado days? Could have been. Yeah, yeah I forget like now. Yeah. Maybe his leg. He broke his leg at one point in Ouch. Vegas. Remember that one? Ah, we. But uh, Clint Lay, number eleven, and that he won. He's got nine thousand one on the year. But in uh, in in other news. He won the super shootout in Fort Worth for ten grand the other night, too. Beauty. Does that go to the standings? No, it does not. That just goes to your pocketbook. Puck. Straight to the rodeo account. The rodeo account 101. So, yeah, bareback riding, we got number seven and number 11. In the steer wrestling, world number one, Curtis Cassidy. Nice. Got 20000 on the year. He always seems to be in the mix, that guy. Yeah, he's, he's in the mix. Veteran guy. Just your consistency. Exactly. Tanner Mylan, looking to go to his third NFR. He's number 19 currently. Beauty. And in the Bronx riding, got Zeke Thurston. Leighton Green, number 20, looking to get to his second NFR. And that's uh, that's that, actually, for the World Standings Report. We've got uh, six this guys. Has been. We've got three. Wait. We've got one, two, three, four inside. Four Canadians ranking inside the top Baby. 15 in the World Standings. This has been... The Team Canada report. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Ski Jordu 2018 is scheduled to take off this Saturday at the Calgary Polo Club. The guys speak with Sam Mitchell to get the details. It's Cowboy Shit with Ten Tenwisi, brought to you by Everything Cowboy.
1: Okay, Sam, tell us about Ski Jordu 2018.
2: Ski Jordu 2018 is shaping up. It's going to be epic. We are having a tremendous response from the community. There are so many people excited about it. I am stoked. It's really fun to have people come and tell you about your event. You know, they're like, hey, have you heard about this thing? I'm like, no, what are you talking about? Please tell me more. It's it's quite fun.
1: Wait, so other people are telling you about your event? They're like, hey, have you heard yeah. about this? And you're like, yeah, I actually put that on.
2: <laughs> no, I don't tell them. I just let them go on about it because they're excited. <laughs> and some... then I get to hear it from somebody else's perspective.
1: That's true. That's a, good, that's a good one. How do they not even know you're doing it? You're like, you're the face of this thing.
2: No, I'm not. You know, it's it's such a team effort. Like there are so many great people involved. Um, you know, Graham and I take our holidays to to put this thing on, and and it's a ton of work for us. But we absolutely couldn't do it. Like, you know, Michael Perks and, and Claire Perks are out there with Ann Thompson right now building the course, and Dusty wigmire has got two tractors over there, and you know, Cobb's Bread is busy making dough, and Springbank Cheese is bringing eighty kilos of cheese for us, and you know, at peak brewing and half hitch beer or filling up kegs and back on track has been just amazing. I mean, they've supported us from the beginning when we were nothing. Uh, we we just have amazing sponsors and
1: support. So the event takes place on Saturday, February 3rd starts at 11 a.m. and it says it doesn't end until eleven fifty-nine p.m. but we all really know that it's not just not going to end really.
2: <laughs> no, I don't think it's going to wind up early and that's something we learned last year. Um, we, uh, we didn't plan for an after-party, and uh, we really had trouble getting rid of people. Um, and We didn't want to, but, but we didn't have a liquor license that went that late. So this year, we're, we're really prepared. You know, we have some professional staff to handle the rowdies, but uh, we trust that our friends are going to be cool, and it's going to be an epic party. We have a great DJ. Um, we have fire pits. We have food going till midnight, and a really great selection of craft beers, good scotch, uh, mulled wine. Hot chocolate, coffee, all the good stuff.
1: And it's outside for the most part, right? Like, there's not really much inside stuff, so make sure to pack your pack your long Yeah, jobs. it is.
2: It's an outside event, so the the actual ranch house building will not be open during the day um, because our capacity on that building is 180, um, and this is a much bigger event. So we have heaters going in the tent where the where the food and the and the bar will be, and we have um, those. Portable steel fire pits will be blazing around for people to get toasty by. And and we really think the weather's going to shape.
1: What are you looking at this year? Last year you had, I want to say, 500 people kind of in attendance, but this year it's looking like it's going to be a lot more.
2: Well, we already sold 700 spectator tickets, and we have 200 competitors coming. And then we have another, you know, 180 Apres ski party tickets. So numbers are getting up there. I think we're going to hit 2,000.
1: What's involved with the ski party, the Apres ski party?
2: Yeah, for a ski party? Uh, Well, we've kitted out the ranch house, which is, well, it's a really, it's quite a stately building. Um, It's the Polo Club Ranch House. And Graham has actually done all of that. That's been his domain. So he's changed all the lighting. He's brought in, I think, 10 leather couches to turn it it into a lounge with sheepskins and lava lamps and LED lighting. And there's a great DJ and fantastic signature cocktails from... um, Eau Claire Distillery, like we just have amazing local food and drink on board. It's, it's so much fun. We have an exciting new event. Actually, we have two. We have a relay race because we really want to emphasize horsemanship and give people a chance to show off how broke and handy their horses are. So the circuit race is a lot about agility and handling. It's not as much about speed. So your skier is going to have to be good. There's rollers. There's a little bit of a... um like a pole bending aspect, are not that tight. Um, and the crowd's going to have a great view of it. The relay race, you've got to go out with one skier, drop him, pick up your other skier and come back, him or her, sorry. This year we have an invitational lounge race and Calcutta
1: auction. Let's talk about, let's talk about that lounge race. I saw a couple of pictures. Yeah, let's and talk about the lounge
2: race. Yeah. It's so much What's fun. What's the deal there? So um, it was invitational this year so that we make sure we get really broke horses and, and handy people. Um, you have to raise a couch, a coffee table, and a lamp in whatever configuration you want. The oh. so two riders pulling and two
1: passengers. First. Like mounted like on a piece of plywood and then they pull like the piece of plywood. You, it, you can set it up. Oh, you set up your room. whole living room. Yeah, that's how she's... We, and you pull it.
2: Our only, restru- our only rules for that is the couch has to be as big as a loveseat, has to hold two people, and there has to be a lamp and a coffee table. Other than that, we, we invited people who we thought had good technical skills and they're at liberty to build their rigs.
1: Dang. So, so those built? rigs
2: will not be in, unveiled until the morning of. That's
1: going to be really cool. Are they, are they built yet? No, they're, are they, they're building them right now. Nobody even I don't knows. Know. Nobody knows. I don't
2: know. Nobody knows. It's a mystery. Dang.
1: What the hell? How the hell did that come about? That sounds like a little bit like you guys must to scotch one night and then just, yeah, let's raise the living room. It's called not having
2: a TV for 12 years. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Making up your own entertainment.
2: Yeah. We sit by the fire and drink scotch and think up weird things to do.
1: Oh, dang. That's going to be a crowd-pleaser for sure. I like the sounds of that. It's going to be pretty cool.
2: Well, and what we're going to do is bring those teams out and introduce them, and then we'll auction them off and race them, and the buyer of the winning team gets half the pot, and Prairie Skies Equine Assisted Therapy gets the other half.
1: Heck, yeah. Is there, is there So also,
2: all the proceeds from parking go directly to Prairie Skies, okay. and they get a cut of the event as well. There's two things going on here. There's SkiJour Canada and there's SkiJour Dew. So SkiJour Canada produces SkiJour Dew.
1: And, and the Alberta Ski so- Ski Jar Society. Yes. Also known um, as? F. Yes.
2: It's a handy acronym. <laughs> it's great to write checks to. It's great to write checks from. It yeah. entertains me every day.
1: Or use it as your uh, as your e-transfer password.
2: That works too. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, yeah, we, we really want to put on a safe event. You know, it's fun, but we've got to be safe about it too. And we need to set a good example because we... Well, until competition's done, and then we can just be as naughty as we like. Um, But we really want to show people what can be done out there and how to do it well and how to make the competition fast and good and exciting and still safe for the people and especially safe for the
1: horses. That's true. You got you're making us look bad now though Sam like I don't know if anybody's even sober at our ski race
2: well that's your that you deal with your brokers on that <laughs>
1: <laughs> you've got a heck of a list of uh, contestants so far too let's talk about that a little bit
2: oh we have some legends out there we have Tom Erickson is heading up one of the lounge race teams uh, and he'll be running with Mark Nugent on that and then we have um, Dusty Wigmer and, um, Cody Smith are pulling the, one of the other teams, Riley Harvey. And I believe Shelby Simmons is, is pulling with him. And then I'm running an all girls team with Ryan Kennedy.
1: What what about the other races too? A lot of the, the same other races.
2: People. Oh, we have, um, Jesse Thompson out there, Jim Kelts. Um, who else have we got? We've got some big names out there. I called in all of my favors for this
1: one day. All of them. Every single one for 2000 yeah. people worth. Yeah, that's a lot of favors. So I'm pr- I'm I'm pretty much
2: done for the rest of the year. Like that's it. I don't get any more favors.
1: It's only February, man.
2: I know it's early, right? But that's okay. I'm invested.
1: I'm all in. Okay, so I have a question. It's I'm a first time okay. competitor. I'm going with Haley Stewart. And we haven't had a chance to practice yet. So can you give me some tips, like an advantage, an inside advantage <laughs> for me? I, I'm a, I'm a, I love winning. So I need anything I can help. Get I'm gonna trip. write this. Help write these down.
2: The most important thing is that you need to have a good horse and a good rider. And that horse has got to be fit and he's got to like the job. So he's got to be handy. He's got to be able to neck rein because we don't rig hard and fast. We dally. So you're riding one-handed. And that's a safety concern for us. And also, again, a celebration of of horsemanship and and handiness. Um, In terms of being a skier, you're going to want to drop your, or a border. you're going to drop your weight down and back. And build a little bit of elasticity in in one hand, so that when that, you know if you're if you're leaving hard off the mark, which you will in the sprint, um, you don't want to get jerked over the front of your skis. I so mean, the circuit race is an easy start. The the long jump is an easy start. The relay and and the sprint are
1: are hard starts. Right. I can't remember what Haley had entered in, I know we're in a couple of them for sure. But I mean, I grew up in Saskatchewan, and we ski in like. Little this is a and perfect stuff. sport
2: for Saskatchewan people who want to ski. Right. Yeah, because you don't need a hill.
1: All the flat, all the flat land. Oh, it'd be perfect. It would be, be huge out there. It was right? probably invented in a flat place, <laughs> Saskatchewan. It wasn't invented in a, in a rock in the mountainous places.
2: Well, I mean, it was invented in Scandinavia, and Norway, I think.
1: Oh, they have mountains there. Yeah. I guess I'm wrong.
2: And reindeer. They do it with reindeer.
1: With reindeer?
2: Yeah, they race reindeer. Shit me. No, like, I'm dead they, to they, ri- it.
1: they ride the reindeer. That sounds made up, Sam.
2: It could be made up. I, I do <laughs> do that, so, but it's not. Yeah. I personally would would rather have a horse, but you yeah, know that, I'm, just, I'm a horse girl.
1: So this is cowboy shit.
2: This is cowboy shit. This yeah. is the cowboyist shit.
1: Yeah. So,
2: and we have we have Miss Rodeo Canada coming to join us. Oh neat. Um, and and we're putting together a, kind of a cool grand entry to to celebrate the people that are joining us. The head of Ski Tour International is flying in from New York City. Uh, we have two teams from Montana and one from Colorado coming up. Oh, wow. So it's really nice that, that the Americans are coming
1: up and supporting us. How important is it to you guys to have all these local uh, companies and vendors involved in the event? Like, it's got to be pretty huge to have that kind of backing.
2: It is huge. And and it's one of the things that is, I think, important to do. I think we love this community because everybody contributes. Nobody sits around on their couch and waits for life to be awesome. You know, they all get up, load their horses you know, chop their firewood, do whatever they need to do to make it a fantastic day, and um, we really like to support quality endeavors and and people who who make an effort to um, to make a good product and 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 who are energetic about supporting the community. So, bringing those people together is. is- One of the things that we have the most fun doing.
1: We want to ask you what your definition of cowboy shit is.
2: My definition of cowboy shit—it's really anything that you need a cowboy attitude to get done.
1: It can, you You know, like grit. grit, You got to have
2: cowboy shit. Would be like it would be gritty. It would have an element of style to it. Like you got to have some swagger, a little bit of adrenaline,
1: almost a feeling or like a attitude. Yes, it's
2: exactly an attitude. It's it's you know it's in your heart, Ted.
1: Yes, that's true.
2: And and if if you got it, you got it. And if you don't then you can watch it. And that's, you know, the great thing about this event is it's turned into a bit of a fashion extravaganza as well. And we have Cody and Sue are putting up three shopping sprees as awards for the best opera ski ensembles. They have different categories and you can find that link on our website. We're giving away 10 grand cash for, for we, we paid a fourth in all four events. And plus we have a ton of swag. I mean, we have amazing stuff from back on track, um, from sporting life, from a node sport. So there's something for the skiers and something for the riders. We have Vitality Equine is, is, uh, putting equine massages in the prize pack. You know, there's really something for everybody out there. We have door prizes. We have a, a you know, the Calcutta auction and probably an opportunity to bet there. Um, but we really do encourage people to go to skidorecanada.com and get tickets online because once we're sold out, we are sold out.
0: After 20 years as one of Canada's top professional bullfighters, Scott Byrne retired at the 2015 CFR. In part one of two, the guys catch up with Scott and chat about life after performing one of sports' most dangerous jobs. It's Cowboy Shit with Ted and Wiese, brought to you by Everything Cowboy.
1: Scott Byrne. Scott, I don't yeah. even know how to intro you, man. You're just, you're, m- you're one of my best friends. And you're, you're one yeah, of our well, first guests of the show. Canadian legend.
3: Yeah. No, it's uh, good. I'm glad to get to touch base. Yeah. We keep in touch quite often. So yeah. I always know what's going on in your life, Ted.
1: And I, I know some of what's going on in yours. I feel bad. like yeah. I, I don't know what's all going on.
3: Uh, there's lots going on.
1: But uh, first off, you got a school coming up and uh and Dylan's going to his first steer riding school with for, with uh Dave uh, Sandylands and Zane, I think and Tanner and a bunch of those guys.
3: yeah, he is. He decided here about six months ago that he wanted to give her a whirl so um I always said um whatever they wanted to try, we'll try it and see how it goes and he's uh in good hands there. they got some good stock for these young kids to get on Just some some running cows basically but good way to get started and uh he'll he'll see where it goes from there so um and Braden, he uh after his leg break accident uh, when he broke his femur in three places he decided that he wants to go to a team broken school this spring so got a sneaky feeling i'll be going to some rodeos here in the next couple of years
1: <laughs> not you didn't get very long off eh? you just uh i guess your your official retirement was at the end of 2015 but you were back to the calgary stampede 2016 so one year off in 2017 but 18 looks like you're... Scott Burn is back.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's back in a different in a different way, but it sure is good. It's going to be neat to be on the other side of it and cheer them on whatever however far they want to take it or or uh, however serious they want to take it for
1: sure. You n- you never really been gone. Like you you're still Tell us what what all you've been up to since since retiring that that year. Well, yeah,
3: I actually kind of segued into uh, doing some commentary for TSN and and the PBR uh, in Canada here. And then last year, I was invited to uh, do the last couple of days at the Calgary Stampede, which was really different, you know, being on that side of it for, for after all the years of being in the arena. But sure, enjoyed it and got to see people and... Um, you know, I say it. It was a lot easier for me fighting bulls than it ever was commentating. There was a lot went into it, and a lot of preparation. And uh, kudos to Brett Gardner to how he kind of taught me how to do my homework and put things down in point form so he could read it and talk at the same time. So, no, it was it was exciting, and uh, it was uh, I enjoyed it 100
1: percent for sure. So, I guess there's more homework now than there ever was when you're bullfighting, isn't there?
3: Well, yeah, it's just. Uh, a lot more stats that you got to keep track of. Who's uh, who's where in the standings, and you know who's possibly been hurt, who's riding injured, who isn't, um, what bulls they have, where the bulls came from. Uh, when we were going, we went out east last spring, as you know, to Quebec City. So they they brought a bunch of bulls from the south, and uh, so we we had to learn those three to know exactly what guys were up again, but. Man, it sure made the nights go fast. Anyways, that's for
1: sure. What was that transition like? You fought bulls until you were, I want to say, forty-two years old, right? Like it, the uh, yep. the transition wasn't very wasn't very tough that way, was it? To to jump. Well, out of you us. know what?
3: It 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 was and it wasn't stepping out of the arena. I was very fortunate because you know you always have that little bit of doubt. And in the spring of twenty sixteen, I was, you know, should I have went one more year? um Kind of kicking stones a little bit. Uh, then I got asked to go back to Calgary in sixteen and um it was uh, it was weird. It was the ninth perf I was halfway through the bull riding and it just hit me like a like a bat in the back of the head and I knew right then and there that I was I was done fighting bulls and uh I was fortunate I say because I actually got to lay it to rest and there's a lot of not there's not a lot of guys that get to do that. Um so for whatever reason I got invited back and for whatever reason it was uh it just hit me like that fast and almost brought a brought a smile to my face cuz I got to finish it for good and um you know after that it was more I st- I really started missing I call it the stuff what the stuff is you know the locker room the the guys the the sights the sounds the smells all that stuff that you can't really explain to anybody unless they've been involved in it but that's the stuff I miss the most. I, I surely honestly don't miss actually fighting a bull anymore. Um, I mean I'll be more than happy to get out there for my kids if I have to and run around and do what I gotta do, but um I don't miss fighting bulls one day. They- I, I haven't missed it since that day in Calgary at day nine and halfway through the bull ride. So
1: you talk about that feeling, and you had uh, the smile on your face in that way. What what was it like to really have that feeling where you knew that you were finished? Like it, it's got to be a liberating thing. And I'm not sure I even how to explain it, but it, I mean that had to feel like nothing you'd ever felt before, really. Yeah,
3: it was just like taking, exhaling. You know, after you've held your breath for almost too long, and just. Just kind of just exhale and oh my oh my goodness I'm done it it was good uh, there's no way to describe that feeling I mean I was so fortunate to do what I did for so long and so many good people helped me along the way and it was such a great career for me and my family and I was. Fortunate enough to take them on the road with me, but you know that was where I was most comfortable was in the arena. I didn't have to worry about anything else in the world other than the safety, of the Cowboys, and and my competition as far as the Bulls. And uh, I think just not to have to worry about the safety of the guys. And the guys get younger, the Bulls get younger, and you get older. And it was just a breath of fresh air. Okay, I'm done that part. Let's move on to my next job, and you know that's working for Angler now, and and Montana Silver, and Boule Boots, and my family and getting them going as we're going to find out here this spring so it was just it was just a good way to put it to bed once and for
1: all talk about what you're doing now in those different lines you're representing and you you drive just as much now as you did when you were rodeo and you spend just as much time on the road
3: yeah you know it's uh it's kind of all packed into you know I, I hit the road for two to three weeks every quarter so every three months we get a new line of clothes and I go to accounts, you know, as far as uh, Paradise Hill, Saskatchewan, as far southwest as Maple Creek, Manicota, all down through there, Swift Current, and then back as far east in Manitoba as uh, Winnipeg, Steinbeck, Winkler, all through there, all points in between, nip one. It's good. It was a learning curve, though, you know, <laughs> I had to run a computer, and, well, Ted, you know as well as anybody I was no good at that, <laughs> so um, it. Uh, you know, and Reagan helps a lot with it, keeping everything organized, and uh, it's challenging. And, you know, you're dealing with a, a big corporation and a lot of different people, And uh, but it, it's challenging and it makes it fun, you know, in the end. So um, you just try and do your job and learn as you go. And uh, Ty Elliott, as well, is a, is a Wrangler rep. He's got a territory in Alberta, B.C. So me and him, him and I talk, you know, from time to time, and compare notes. And when we're when I don't have the answer to the question, I'll give Ty a call, see if he's struggling with the same thing. And nine times out of ten, it's it's uh, we're struggling with the same thing. But uh, it's getting easier as it goes. You know, never a dull moment. That's for sure when you're dealing with accounts and customers and everything else. But I sh- I sure enjoy it, and, and it allows me some time at home to work from home uh, when I'm not on the road, so I can keep this place uh, going as well
1: yeah talk about the place you guys got there in the barn and the and the boarding and the arena and everything
3: yeah we board yeah in the winter anywhere from uh 35 to 50 horses usually we hover around that you know 35 to 40 boarding horses indoor outdoor so we have a riding arena and people come and go and uh it's our job to make sure their horses uh are fed properly cared for properly and you know i got some cows here now we Bought some cows, and the boys got a couple bred cows for Christmas. So trying to getting back into that more so. I was always you know involved with cattle big time when I lived back in Prince Albert and with the family there, and uh, just gonna pick away getting a little herd going here
1: too as well. So well, and I remember being out there a couple times with you the last little bit here, and uh, whether it's doing chores or sending uh, emails whatnot on the on the Wrangler accounts or phone calls, like you're going all the time, man. You don't really slow down.
3: Yeah, it's it's like I said, it's uh if it's not one thing it's the other, you know. So but heck, what else are you gonna do, right? I, I quite enjoy it and and uh it's good, like I said, I get to work from home, you know, other than the three weeks I'm on the road, but I get to work from home, so not too many people can do that and still make a living from, from their own office at home. So, you know, like you Ted, you know, you know the feeling you get to <laughs> make your living from home.
1: Like like someday like like you're a stay at home dad and like someday maybe I could be one of those at some that's point.
3: That's great, Ted. You never <laughs> know what could happen. Right? Pretty
1: much are okay. already.
3: <laughs> Flip one by the goalie. It <laughs> could happen.
1: I'm basically Wasey's dad right now. Like his his city dad. <laughs> I'm a handful. Yeah, as that's it great. Is. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, yeah. It's fun, eh? Like the stay at home dad life. You know, it's like you you're yep. like a partial stay at home dad because you're on the road, you know, twelve weeks a year, three months a year. But the other yep. nine, you're a Brandon, Manitoba resident. i
3: am i am we're living at the rink right now the kids are both heavy into hockey braden's into basketball and uh taking a baseball clinic here for the next couple months so um yeah i know it's good i dylan he's heavy into hockey and like i said he's going to that spear riding school so his his best buddy tanner gerlitz who can't make it this year who is what you know was originally supposed to instruct the school at, at dave sandyland's uh his wife is gonna have a baby so uh Zane Lambert's going to teach it instead and which is absolutely great but uh Tanner's coming through he's sending sending uh Dylan some equipment for him to use right out of his rigging bag and he and he did remind me when when Zane brings it to the school there may be some popcorn still in from the from the CFR and I don't know if you know the story on that but somebody found a big bag of popcorn and filled his (laughs) rigging bag but he said he said just sort through the popcorn and take whatever you need out of there and, and you know that's that, again, goes back to everything coming full circle. You know, he's he's uh, passing his stuff along to a young guy that wants to start or a young kid that wants to start. And that's what it's all about in the end. So very, very excited for the kids to make the next step and do something different. And you know what? If it doesn't pan out, that's fine too. You know... Dylan's got it stacked against him because, you know, if you ever heard any stories of the way his dad rode bulls, you know, he he doesn't have a very bright future <laughs> in it because I was terrible.
1: Let's talk about that a little bit. How, how Let's talk about early the early career of Scott Byrne.
3: Well, the early career of Scott Byrne when it came to riding bulls was, I can sum it up fairly quick, was I had all the try in the world, zero ability, and that's... <laughs> But I knew all the answers to the are you knocked out questions, which was, what is your name, where are you at, how did you get here? And spent, you know, I got quite a few shaving scars on my chin, so
1: shaving you can scars. just
3: kind of draw your own picture <laughs> from there. <laughs> it, it, was, it was never going very good, and uh, like I said, I sure wanted to do it, and I sure wanted to try. You know, I sure tried hard, but it just wasn't going to go anywhere, so I uh, made the transition, in Spring of nineteen ninety five, I, I went to Ryan's school, and man, I think I fought the first two bulls at the school. And you know, you you know when you know, and I had that feeling like, wow, this is this is what I want to do, and the rest is history.
1: So, and for those who don't know, Ryan is your uncle, Ryan Ryan Byrne, Jesse and Tanner and Bo's dad. Yep. Who and Ryan uh, was the first Canadian bullfighter to ever be selected to the NFR. Yes. And th- and that was in 1987 as a alternate. Is yeah. Is that right?
3: Well, he went, he actually fought both with the NFR in 86, I believe. Oh, okay. And then was selected, uh, one or two more times as an alternate after that.
1: Okay. So, so he went, um, he was the, one of the guys in 86 though.
3: Yes, he was. He okay. was the actual, yeah, he was the guy. So cool. he was the first guy to ever do it. And, uh, um yeah, it was pretty cool. And, you know, it, that's how it kind of goes. He kind of took me aside and said, well, you know, listen, this bull riding thing isn't for everybody, which was a nice way of saying, you need to stop before, <laughs> you know, before it uh, gets out of hand. So, and, you know, and, and I went to Ryan's school and then immediately following that, that school was in March in Balzac, every year, Johansson Brothers School. Ryan was teaching it and... That spring, I just kind of uh, Jason Davidson took me under his wing, actually, and I just fought bulls for free at quite a few rodeos, and then started getting hired a little bit, and ended up getting the CCA finals in 1995 that spring, or that fall, and then um, officially got hired by Skip Kelleher after that, and that's where it all just kind of snowballed from there, and the rest is history. So,
1: were there two were there two bullfighters at the CCA level at that point? Not at the rodeos, I guess.
3: Yeah, but not at the, the Royals, but there always there always was at the at the at the C C A finals, yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. So first year you get to go to the finals. That's a pretty big uh pretty big accomplishment. Yeah. That would have been your first check if you were fighting for free the rest of the year.
3: Yeah, I think you know what <laughs> I think I got a little fifty dollar check here and there throughout the year, but it oh, was man. definitely my biggest check of uh of uh, of that year. And and funny thing, I went into the dressing room, you know, I of course you're young and you got your mullet flowing and life's great. And <laughs> I walked into the dressing room and Shane Earhart was the other bullfighter, and some 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 guys will recognize that name. But um, Shane Earhart and Lee Bellows was clowning, and I remember popping through the door and sitting down, and uh, and kind of got oddly quiet. And, and Shane, of course, didn't know me that well, and and I didn't know him. And he said, "Okay." Here's how it works: teamwork out there, and we're gonna work together. I was like, "Yeah, for sure." That's, I mean, that's the way we were. I was taught, anyways. You know, you gotta gotta be a team out there. And I guess he was just making sure we were on the same page. And and uh, yeah, it went great. And you know, we we fought good together and left there on cloud nine with a brand new shiny buckle. Balled like a baby when I got that buckle on Sunday night. I never forget it. So, Are you cried. Yeah, I did, Ted. Sorry, oh. don't
1: tell anybody that way. No, right. Oh, well, this is this is not going to go on the line, so Ted cries <laughs> sometimes do. Yeah, yeah, Wacey. Oh, geez, this is a bad one. <laughs> this is the right episode for it, too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is yeah. embarrassing, Scott. We're going to talk about our Armstrong story next, but. Oh, good, good. Yeah, we're going to bring that up, but there was this other one, other time I, I cried. Well, I didn't cry that time, but I pretty much cried. But Wacy and I were watching, we, he put this movie on the other day. Wacey's really into these romantic movies lately the ROMs okay. yeah. yeah so I'd never watched the notebook and he put the notebook on like on a Sunday we were just kind of hanging out next thing I know I'm like sitting in the big chair just trying to like fucking hold it back <laughs> just Full totally cry. totally fu- cry oh god it was horrible Scott it was like like oh. I, I haven't cried that bad in like a freaking long time wait <laughs> movie so look fucking got started, me look what you've started yeah you need to get him cultured <laughs> He needed He needed a good cry. Oh, man, it was bad. I was just, like, trying to hide it and everything. And then he, <laughs> and then he like... And then he, like... The movie was over, and, and I, like, couldn't even breathe. And I was like... <laughs> 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 I was freaking just... Yeah, I was... I cried. So was that what it was like when you got your buckle? Was it kind of like... <laughs> Or was it more of like yeah. a gentle sob? Like, was it like kind of not? Well, silent?
3: yeah, I think it was more of a gentle <laughs> sob. Like know, one little tear. No
1: ugly cry. Yeah. Ugly I don't cry.
3: know that I had to find a big chair somewhere and snuggle <laughs> up in it. Yeah. I would go through a box of tissues or anything, but yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. pretty emotional to get that after wearing, you know, your uncle's buckles and everything else, you know, yeah. nice. get your own. So,
1: yeah. Well, and yeah. That, I guess the next time you cried would have been when you retired in 2015. That's probably like <laughs> the next time.
3: Yeah, uh, yeah, there was some emotion there. That's for sure, Dad. Thanks for bringing that up. In, in fact, my kids, my kids are always saying, "Hey, I've seen you cry before, Dad." It was, it was at the started. <laughs> yeah, like when
1: once, car- one yeah. time. Never so, hear the end of that one.
3: Oh, it's all right. There's nothing wrong with that one. Oh.
1: <laughs> I want to know what the first off, what the highlight of your bullfighting career was. Just like the yeah, the highlight. Like I don't know what the highlight would have been. There's probably like lots that we can point to, but the one thing that sticks out to the one mind? thing, yeah.
3: Well, I'd have to say, honestly, the highlight of my career was getting the CFR the first time to actually, you know, because I had put my name in for quite a few years and, you know, felt that I was good enough to go and of course you don't and then you put it in the next year and you don't. And, you know, it was, I think it was four or five years before I actually got the call and, and, uh, and there's kind of a two parts to that story. I mean, that's, when you get that call, there's nothing like it. Cause I was fortunate enough to grow up, you know, going to some rodeos with Ryan. So I knew all those guys, the Kevin Wests, and, you know, uh, I actually went to Kevin West bull riding school as well. But anyway, um, so it was, it was crazy to think, Oh my goodness, I've made it to that level. Right. And, uh, that's, I can tell you exactly where I got the phone call. I was, driving home uh, from Wainwright at the time and uh, got the phone call, pulled the car over to the side of the road and couldn't believe, you know, oh my goodness, here I was, I was going to go to the 2002 CFR. So, and, you know, like you say, there's so many going to the Calgary Stampede every, you know, for a lot of years. I mean, there's no way to describe that place unless you've been in, in in my position, which I'm very thankful and grateful for, um, and I guess you know, highlight of my career is going to the CFR for 14 trips. Every year was just as nerve wracking as the next, and trying as hard as uh, as I was trying to get it No. 2 as I was in 15. There's just so many things I I can't narrow it down to exact one, but definitely too, I got the call
0: to go. Be sure to tune into our next episode for part two of our interview with 14-time CFR bullfighter Scott Byrne. It's Cowboy Shit with Ted and Weesey, brought to you by Everything Cowboy. Well,
1: how about those guests we had today, Wace? Pretty awesome good, set of guests, yeah. It was a pretty perfect. good episode, huh? Big day. Big episode. We actually, Zeke Thurston was busy. He was out shooting gophers. Turned us out. He didn't really turn us out. He's, he got back to us, but we got a big schedule left tonight, so we really can't fit another guest in now. But it was great. We had a great yeah. show. Uh, well, yeah, we talked to Sam, Sam Mitchell with, uh, Ski Juardu. That's good to get some in- insight on that event. It's going to be pretty yeah. huge. Hey, I think like, it will be a good time. Do Some good stuff for charity. Going to be a good yeah. time. Go and do some skiing, buying some horses. Exactly. Some cowboy shit. I gotta do some cowboy shit. In the shit. snow. In You're going to get your outfit figured out. That's going to be. Yeah. Probably going to wear the denim. Problem. You can never go, I can You never got you go go to coordinate with your, with your driver. With I feel my like. Driver. <laughs> with my driver. I feel like you got to coordinate with your driver. That's a huge thing. I got to, I gotta have to work on this then.
0: I could, I could probably she, wear my wrapper She wrap was a hat. she
1: was a she was a rodeo princess. So do I have to wear? Sequins. I can wear a jacket with you need some, some sequins. Yeah, you need to get some sequins Wouldn't happening. Would I'd crown a tiara, maybe. I could get a crown, like a king crown. A king crown. Yeah. Fun fact: 2011, I was Saskatchewan High School Rodeo Association King. The king. Mm-hmm. The king. The king. The king. Uh, I was my homecoming king in New Mexico in Hobbs, really? Hobbs, America. I didn't know that was actually like. A, I had I thought that two was really, queens. They just did in the movie. I had two two queens. queens. They tied. Damn. I had two. One was from Australia and one was, uh, she was a basketball player. Really? And then the other one, the other one was a track and field Was she taller star. than you? Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, by a lot. I think I was shorter <laughs> than both of the queens. Really? Oh, yeah. That's cute. Did they oh, carry her yeah. on on their shoulders? All night? <laughs> oh, they should have. That would have been sweet. It was actually kind of like an awkward one because like the ceremony was like between the intermission at the basketball game oh really oh yeah so we had to like all go out there was and i was it? i was against landon so landon hivenden used to he rode bulls and uh he he went to school there in new mexico and we we all went down there it was we had a large time mm-hmm. but it was i was against land and it was like my first year in school and i beat him in the contest did you have to like do like what was entitled in your like what do you have to do in your contest it was, like all voting it was oh really just, like it was just like a pictures and stuff and then voting see ours was like a challenge like you had to do like had to do something yeah you had, to, you had like ask questions and then do like in a, a, fashion, a fashion show yeah see and i competed and in like one of those in yeah. Pinoca at the high school finals in 2007 or something mm-hmm. i didn't win but i won the more you important win. one i feel like well that was on voting i <laughs> mine was based on my skills yeah i didn't have any skills <laughs> not gonna lie i just my, mine was just voting and like it was pretty it wasn't very fair I don't think because the voting, like the ballot box, was in the the games room at the school. Right. And I played pool there every afternoon. So you voted for yourself every afternoon. I didn't. I did not vote for myself. That's what it, that's what it sounds like, man. I didn't. But when I played pool, anybody that I played pool with was like, "If I win, you got to vote for me." So I oh, won it man. by playing pool. You're hustling. I hustled. Hustling it, people. So I won. The truth is out. Hopefully, <laughs> the is out. hopefully they don't come to homecoming your king two thousand. Homecoming queen. I don't think I want anything. I think I got a gift certificate at the bookstore. Do you for get a like crown? 40 bucks. A, a crown? Is that a thing? No. They had, to use them <laughs> on the, they had two queens instead to give them to both of them. Oh, uh, damn. It was okay. I was okay with it. So, right? yeah, sequins. You need them for the ski Yeah, I'm going to have to work on that. I'm going to have to make a call. i going to have to make a call. I'm going to I'm gonna have to get on this. To your sequin guy. Yeah, my sequin guy. i to get on that. Uh, yeah, ski jar Going to be a dandy. I'm, pumped. I'm so pumped for that, man. I want to win some cash. I'm kind of broke right now. So. Gonna need that cash. Hey yeah, Taylor, me, pay me and the H- Bills. Me and Haley have like we've decided because her horse is like not in shape or anything, so we've just decided that we're just gonna go for the best dress. Oh yeah, go for the best. Whatever prizes. happens. As long as we have fun, that's all that matters. And we're all still the best kind friends. of ships are friendships.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, Our in studio audience rolled their eyes at that one. Heavily. Heavily. They're oh, not impressed. You no, know, you gotta have a positive attitude. <laughs> <laughs> In studio guest today. If you didn't know, Mama Jen Early or Jen Stevens. The, oh my oh, goodness, he messed it. up. Freshly married. Yeah, Oof. it's true. It's only been. Since I was there, September, you were right? right. I rapped at that wedding. Live performance by Wacey Anderson. <laughs> what was I'm that performance like, Jen? What happened? It was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. yeah, I've getting good. I get mostly positive feedback on my performances. Was it mostly the highlight of the wedding, besides getting married? Besides the part of married, <laughs> getting married. Though. Close second. Close Close yes. second? Okay. Okay. So we're actually recording a couple episodes right now cuz I'm going to be away. I'm going to San Antonio too. It's going to be cool. So many vacations. that's like to the rodeo? Extra vacation. Well, but there's a rodeo there, so that's, that's going to be cool too. But you don't have to go work there. You can go hang out. Yeah, this is true. You just, you just said you And could, see Alan Jackson. Yeah, you going to Alan Jackson. It's so going to be awesome. I never seen I don't think I have ever seen are you a gonna, concert. so are you going to like surprise see. Megan with them or what are you going to do? No, she was the one that sent me the link that showed me that i going to be So I think like, that might be like a hint or something. You really should know. take the hint. That's a strong hint. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I no comment. Yeah, that's funny. Oh uh, yeah, but Scott burns. So Scott tells us about his uh, school. It's coming up in a couple of weeks. I guess it's more like it's gonna be like the twenty third to the fifth of February. Right. Yeah. And anybody that's wondering about other schools, we have a list of schools on the website. It's just on the homepage. You'll find it. Go yep. about halfway down. Yeah. Coming up next one, February fourteenth. It's the episode of Love. Yeah, Valentine's Day, baby. Valentine's episode of Love. It's pretty exciting, isn't it? I mean, I like love. Like we we've touched on before. I'm into the romantic movies and stuff these days. The so roms. Right. I think we talk about roms. I'm not against. In I'm, the not next against I'm not against love. It's true. It's an all right thing. I like it. Yeah, it's all right. I guess right. Yeah, it's cool. Oh, mm-hmm. careful. <laughs> I go a little aggressive. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's gonna be good. Got some cool guests. Yeah, great guest. Next up on the show, we've got the one and only scupper, bullfighting legend. The legendary. He's also on this show, but he's on the next show too. He's been on two shows. Two shows. He's that good. We need him on two shows. We need shows. him on two shows. Yeah, so. So we got double down on Scott and Taylor. Taylor Frazier. Um you don't have a company. Graphic Design Extraordinaire. T Fraze. T Frase. T Fraze. It's also a rap name. <laughs> She's a rapper? She's the person behind all the graphics yeah. of Ooh. the website. But yeah. Gonna be another big episode. Good times. Yeah, we'll talk to you again in about a couple minutes here. Yeah. Peace. What actually a couple minutes our time is actually two weeks your time. So See be patient. You. There's another episode of Cowboy Shit coming soon. Coming in hot.